Hey, y'all, and welcome back to Katie on the Flip Side, the podcast. I'm excited to be here with y'all today in this month of craziness and Christmas and holiday cheer and holiday stress and all of that. Um, I did actually do a podcast about um, holiday stress and your time and how to reduce your holiday stress um, a couple weeks ago. Who knows? Maybe it was a month ago. Anyways, um, you can go check that out. I will leave you a link below in the um, notes section of this podcast, or you can just scroll down my available episodes and see. I think it's called something about like reducing holiday stress, something along those lines. But anyway, that is not really what I'm here to talk about today. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about something that, now listen, before some of y'all leave, when I say this, let me explain. Um, This is something that I heard our preacher talk about in church. Now, if you're not a religious person, if you are not a Christian, if you don't want to hear anybody talk about that type of stuff, it's literally not about that. Um, So I, I have no problem sharing my faith and talking about Christianity and all that. But I just wanted to let those of y'all who really aren't interested in hearing that kind of thing and are planning to leave, y'all just stick around because it is from a passage that was talked about in church. However, I am discussing what I'm discussing in relation to current things that are not necessarily faith-based. So if that makes any sense. Anyways, basically just keep listening. It is, um, it's, it was really a very interesting eye-opening thing um, that is something that came from obviously an ages old teaching. Um, So our preacher in church read this Bible passage, which if you would like to know what it is, hold on, I had it here. Okay, it is Mark 2 and it's verses 21 and 22. So here's what it said. And I totally related this to current life. And it was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Okay, so the um, example here or the verse says, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. Okay, that's the first part of it. And then the second example is, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. So this made me think so much about how important it is to change your environment, change the people you're around, change the circumstances you're around, change your behavior patterns, change your habits and all of that when you are going through a transformation into becoming a new person, whether that's mentally, physically, in your relationship, as a parent, um, it, it's so incredibly, like, made so much sense. Um, so when it mentions no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth onto an old garment, so obviously um, when we're talking about old Bible times, like, you would patch up your clothes, right? And if you've been wearing the clothes previously, they're shrunk down, you know, you've worn them a a number of times. And if you take a brand new piece of fabric and sew it onto an old piece of fabric that's shrunken and, you know, worn, then when you go to wash that entire garment again, 
it's going to, the new patch where you've sewn it is going to pull away from the garment and it's going to end up tearing the hole that you're trying to cover and make it even bigger. So you may be covering this hole or this wound or this issue in your life with some new stuff, with some new things you've learned, um, new behaviors, new whatever it is. But if you aren't changing, if you're covering it with something brand new and putting it on old fabric, it's it's going to end up causing even more problems and making what was existing as a problem already bigger, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, it's kind of like the whole thing with a Band-Aid. If you're putting a Band-Aid on your knee and you put it on your knee when your leg is like totally straight, then when you bend your knee, the Band-Aid is going to like pull and maybe even pop off on the sides. And if you put it on your knee when it's totally bent, then you let it, like you straighten your leg out, then the Band-Aid is too loose. So um, this was one example. And then the wineskins thing, um, I wasn't as familiar with this, but our preacher was kind of explaining, obviously, when you're making wine, it has to, what's it called? Ferment <laughs> um, or age or whatever. And so you put it in these wineskins so that it can do that. Um, and I have no idea, maybe I'm wrong, but I imagine it's like leather or some type of, I don't know, skin, right? Some type of skin. And if it's an old wine skin where old wine has been, it's probably already stretched out and used from the fermenting process. So if you put some new wine in there that needs to ferment and needs to expand or whatever wine does when it's made, I don't even know, then it's going to stretch it beyond where it already was and it's going to burst. So you're going to get new wine skins to pour new wine in that needs to be fermented, that needs to simmer or whatever you call it when when you're making wine. Um, and that was, I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing. But it made me think so much about the things that have to change. If you're putting your new wine, your new body, your new eating habits, your new um, mental whatever, if you're trying to put that into practice and you're still hanging out with people who are drama-driven, negative, um, and not good influences, you're going to burst your existing new positive habits it's it's not going to stick you're going to you're going to need to put your new wine your new self your new um patterns into new situations and an environment that will allow you to <laughs> ferment <laughs> and become um I was about to say rich, but I didn't want it to sound like I was talking about money. Um, but like, you know, rich in flavor and basically to make you better. Like the wine has to sit in these new wineskins in order for it to become better because it's in a new a new setting. If it was in the old wineskins, wouldn't work. Um, so as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about, you know, kind of what are the things you change your eating habits or you change your exercise in order to lose weight. And as hard as the actual weight loss process is, that's almost the easy part because you're not going to continue trying to lose weight forever. Um, or you would obviously just wither away. Uh, you have to, at some point, 
go into maintenance mode. You're going to get to a weight that you are happy with and you're going to not continue to like be doing the hardcore um, like weight loss that you were trying to do before. So you're going to have to try to go back to living a life without the push and the goal and, you know, the excitement surrounding the constant um, seeing your drop in weight, seeing your clothes fit better, all this stuff, you're going to just be living without that daily um, or, you know, weekly or however often you're checking in on your weight or your clothes or whatever, um, without that more frequent reinforcement. So there's reinforcement that comes in all kinds of different ways when you're in the process of losing weight, for example. Um, like I said, weighing and seeing your weight drop, you're going to have people commenting on how you look great, you've lost weight, you're going to see it in the mirror and all of that. But then once you get to the point where you've kind of achieved your goal, you can't just go back to doing things the way you were doing before just because you're not on the um, train to constantly losing weight anymore. The same goes for, you know, if you're trying to change your your mental state, trying to get past some anxiety and depression, trying to, uh, for me, overcome codependency, overcome my need to um, feel like I'm in charge of everybody else's emotions and feelings and letting myself fall back into those patterns. Um, when I was first going through the process of overcoming codependency, recognizing it, seeing what it was, what it presented as, and different things, there was um, a little list that I came across that said, you know, I know I'm falling back into codependent patterns when I find myself doing these things. And there were 10 things listed. And seeing it in that kind of a light made me realize, you know, when you're in it, when you're really first starting to try to get past something like that, or you're trying to work on your marriage, you're going to constantly, or if you're like me, you're going to constantly be you know, reading books about it, listening to um, podcasts or audiobooks or whatever about it. So you're going to be fully immersed in keeping it at the front of your mind um, that this is what you're working on, that this is what you need to make sure you're you're implementing in your daily life. And so as you kind of start to try to get back to normal life, it's so easy to fall back into the patterns of doing the things that you were doing before. So um, some that particularly stood out to me are um, giving advice when it's not asked or um, taking on the responsibility of somebody else's actions, volunteering to help with something that somebody else is fully capable of doing that they didn't ask for help with. Um, those types of things that were kind of my natural tendency before, but that would end up creating more stress for me, creating all kinds of issues. Um, if you're familiar with codependency and all that goes with that, then you uh, will recognize some of that. But so thinking about the things that you have to change as you're kind of trying to stabilize, normalize, when you're when you're going from the point of going up the mountain, um, I feel like with both of these things, with weight and health and with um, the codependency stuff with your marriage, relationships, um, anxiety, all of that, you're not ever going to stop working on those things. That's, that's, it's kind of something that it's a life change. Um, and I guess the main thing is that you kind of take off 
and you're really working hard on changing things and then you have to get to kind of like a, a slower maintenance mode. And an important part of that is changing behavior patterns surrounding those things. Um, so for me, a big one for um, eating, and this is still a struggle. So I'm sitting here talking to you about this as I'm still working on this. The time that I have the hardest time um, with eating too much or eating too unhealthy or eating too much sugar is after I put the kids to bed, when I come downstairs, for whatever reason, it's just kind of like a behavior pattern habit that I get some candy or I get some dessert. And I think the probably the reason that it originally started was like, you know, after dinner, you want a little something sweet or you want a little dessert, but you don't necessarily want your kids having like a whole bowl of ice cream or a whole bunch of candy. And so I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just wait till they go to bed. And when I come back down, I'll get some candy or I'll get a bowl of ice cream or whatever else. But then it's like, oh, man, it's so hard to stop yourself at that point because it's like, okay, I'm exhausted. My brain is like fried after dealing with the day and then bedtime and all of that. And it's so easy to let myself just keep going and not stop. So when I first started losing weight, um, one thing that I tried to do was, and this is something that I like laughed at other people saying, but it did actually help, um, was finding some really delicious fruity flavored gum. And the one that I still like for this purpose is it's icebreakers. It comes in like a little plastic container and they're little squares and the grape kind or the black cherry or whatever flavor you like. Getting some of that gum and coming down and immediately getting myself a piece of that gum because it fulfills like the sugary whatever like the taste the flavor the sweet taste and then it also fulfills like chewing feeling like you're eating something um obviously gum doesn't cure all of your issues with eating too many sweets but it really did help um but not just that but then changing the next step that I did so previously I would come down and, and I still do this. <laughs> I'm still working on overcoming this, but I would come down and immediately like check my phone, you know, like check my notifications, see if I had any emails, see if I had any comments or whatever that I needed to respond to just because, you know, I'd been doing bedtime with the kids and had usually missed a few things, text messages, whatever I needed to do. And so the sitting down along with a bowl of ice cream or some candy or whatever it is, would kind of lend itself to sitting there and wanting to get more. So I had started getting myself a piece of gum and then telling myself I needed to clean up the kitchen first or um, start a load of laundry or do something like that other than what I previously did. So replacing whatever the behavior was that wasn't necessarily an unhealthy behavior, but it was kind of the trigger for the unhealthy behavior. Obviously, I can't avoid taking my kids to bed and coming downstairs, but I can replace what I did after I came down the stairs and after I decided to get something sweet and put it in my mouth. So that is something that I would do. Um, I know we've talked previously about how Cullen and I both cut back on drinking alcohol um, last, was it? last year is before whenever all of the other addiction stuff came out. So it's been over a year and we had gotten into just a bad habit of 
the kids go to bed, we come downstairs and as I'm like eating some candy and like, okay, it's my mental break time, have a glass of wine or have um, a little cocktail or whatever else. And then we decided that wasn't a good idea. Um, so I had to find something else to do at that time because it's just a, once your body has learned this pattern of behavior, you naturally want to continue to do that your body like the trigger of coming downstairs and getting out a cup or whatever else is just it's just part of the pattern so you have to kind of reroute yourself um in the behavior of where you go what you do um what your mindset is when you come downstairs there's nights when say the kids are going to bed even a little bit later and I will have told myself, like, okay, if it's after this certain certain time, I'm not going to eat anything. I still will let myself come downstairs and get, like, you know, a dessert or whatever it is. But I try to put restrictions on that. And I also try to do the gum thing more and more. I have gotten out of the habit of that just because I'm a stress eater. And that's something I'm trying to overcome, too. And with all of the house selling and buying and all of that lately, there's been a lot of additional stress. And it's kind of like okay, I just want to, you know, forget about everything. And this is what makes me feel good. But that's obviously what we're working against right here, right now. We're trying not to use that as that, um, that type of a comfort mechanism. Um, but talking about some other behaviors. So for me, um, one thing as far as like new me, trying to be a better mom, trying to not lose my mind, <laughs> be as anxious and crazy and whatever else was having that me time in the morning. So not allowing myself to stay up super late and get exhausted and not take care of my body, um, changing the behavior of I've got to get up at a certain time. You can't expect yourself to continue to be mentally healthy, continue to be physically healthy if you're not taking care of your mental and physical health. So don't put your new wine into the old wine skins of your old pattern of your old daily schedule where you'd stay up until two o'clock in the morning you would put off things till the last minute and they wouldn't get done um where you'd be scrambling around in the mornings trying to find the kids clothes and make the lunches and all of that um start with your new your new wine skins your new schedule your new pattern and stick with that knowing that it's not a punishment to yourself. Like I feel like in the past I would think I don't want to punish myself by like making myself get up at five or five 30 every morning, but it's not punishment. Like that's the new, you have to think about what the outcome is of yourself that you want. And then you have to create your environment in order to support that. So if you're wanting to not feel overwhelmed and stressed with the immediate requests and questions and needs from your kids when they wake up, then you need to allow yourself some more time in the morning to have yourself, have your own time, have your me time to get ready, drink your coffee in peace, whatever it is that you want to do. Um, it's just, it's so important to create the new wine skin around the new wine, which is the new you, in order to allow yourself to continue to grow and not hold yourself back. 
this goes also for um, for people in your lives. Like I said, if there are people that you find when you're around them, you spend too much money. Um, if there's people you follow on Instagram that, and I am guilty of this, people you follow that you see that they always have this, that, and the other, and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get that. That is just so dang cute. What the heck? Um, maybe just don't follow those people. Or if you feel strong enough to restrict yourself to know that you're just looking at things for the joy of looking at pretty things, but you are not allowing yourself to buy anything, then that's fine too. But whatever the boundary is you need to put for yourself on who you follow or what you allow yourself to purchase or do or buy because of who you follow. Um, If you're following people who are engaged in a lot of drama and negativity, people who Maybe you're always posting negative things about their kids or about their day or about drama and stress, and that's all they post about. It's going to make you more aware of the drama and stress in your life. If you follow people who are posting about gratitude and who are posting, <laughs> I wasn't just saying that as like a personal, hey, follow me, I post about gratitude every day. I'm thinking of like the the accounts that I've started following um, that have been inspirational to me. So people who post about gratitude, who post about Um, being mentally strong, who post about overcoming anxiety or um, whatever else. It's, It's so important to create that environment for yourself. So not even just with people that you follow, but maybe there's friends that you get together with that you find after you're with them, you realize all you did the whole time was talk about other people and gossip about people or you ended up drinking too much when you're with these other people, or you ended up spending too much. If it's that same thing, you know, people who are always wanting to go out, always wanting to spend more money, um, people who are going to discourage your goals, who are going to speak negatively to you or about you, make you feel bad, um, criticize you, critique you, that's not going to support you building your self-confidence, building your self-love, somebody who's going to make fun of your eating choices or your health choices or the fact that you wake up early and exercise or the fact that you um, are choosing to get a salad and not get a burger. And, you know, think about being around people, following people on social media, watching videos, reading books for pe- from people, with people who are in a place where you'd want to be, who are encouraging to you, even if they're not in that place, who are supportive of you, who are unconditionally supportive, who are supportive and encouraging regardless of whether they think it's dumb what you're doing or not. I think that is, it's just incredibly important to be around people and um, hear from people who are going to build you up. Um, communication patterns are the other thing that I thought about with all of this, your communication patterns with your spouse, with your kids, um, for Cullen and me, we've talked about this in some of the, um, live streams on YouTube and podcasts and things we've done talking about the amount of passive aggressive communication that was happening in our relationship. And I will take a lot of the credit for that myself, that that was a lot of the time the way that I would communicate my needs or um, my judgment or criticism or whatever else. 
And it's something that I am working hard to change and have worked hard to change after it kind of being like a lifetime of this is how you communicate. This is how you tell somebody that you don't like something. Um, There's a lot behind that, a lot of other things behind that that I could talk about. But talking about um, when it kind of goes back to the putting a new piece of cloth on a previously shrunken piece of cloth, if you're trying to put your, um, you know, your new relationship um, or new patterns of communication over an old relationship that still has holes in it and you haven't discussed this and you haven't um, changed anything other than, you know, maybe surface level stuff with your spouse, it's going to cause the new fabric once it's washed, once you're getting back into that comfort mode, once you're getting back into the stable mode to pull away from the old fabric and cause an even bigger hole than what was there before. Um, An example of this would be when Cullen and I were dealing with the trust issues surrounding addiction and all of that. And we would have talked through things and kind of overcome a number of things. Um, And then there would be some more dishonesty about something. It would create a bigger hole in our relationship and in my trust Um, because it's like, I thought I had patched the hole up. I thought we had fixed it, but there were maybe some underlying issues that we hadn't addressed with each other and some underlying things that we hadn't discussed and been open and communicated about that. Once those surfaced back up, it tore a bigger hole. And that's exactly what it says in this verse about the putting the new patch over the unshrunk garment is, Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. So the tear is worse. Um, Then with the wineskins reference, it says, um, you know, if you pour the new wine into old wineskins, the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined, Um, which I think was just so eye-opening to me. You know, you think, well, it's fine. I can still... Um, you know, I can still go into Target every day just because I want to look at stuff when I'm trying to reduce my spending. When you know that that's not good for you, you know you're going to end up convincing yourself that you need this, that, and the other. You're going to find some food you like. Oh, it's fine if I go into McDonald's or if I stop by this place. You're probably going to fall back into your old patterns and your new patterns are going to be ruined. Um both things are going to be ruined your your new environment that you've tried to create and the progress that you've made um obviously as i've talked about before just because you make one mistake doesn't mean that everything is ruined forever and you can't start over and you do have to give yourself grace but i'm just saying while you're in the phase of trying to change things and trying to be better and do better it's so important to consider the little things. And I personally know how much I let little things slide when I'm like, well, it's fine. It's just, you know, one extra cookie or whatever else. But that one extra turns into another one and another one and another one. And something I found is that a lot of times you have to completely change the whole thing if you're still struggling, if you're finding that you can't just have one cookie or you can't just you know, purchase one item when you go into Target, um, the one item that you need, 
Maybe you need to change the entire environment. Maybe you need to go a different direction so that you don't pass that McDonald's. Maybe you need to only let yourself go into a store that just sells groceries when you go to the grocery store instead of going to Target where you're going to see the clothing displays and the home decor displays and all of that. Try a whole different place. Try ordering your groceries online and getting them delivered. Um, If you feel like you're going to be tempted by all the smells and all the goodness of the bakery and the cookies and the cakes and the donuts that they have on display and all of that stuff, changing the entire environment so that you don't ruin the new thing that you're working on. Um, Cullen and I talked about this even in the context of how it's interesting with us moving and trying to kind of establish a whole new... um, life, I guess. Um, the, the area where we want to move is not anywhere we've ever lived before. So, um, we haven't, we haven't talked too much about all of that and everything is, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Buying and selling and moving and is everybody going to sell their house and clothes? And there's all kinds of things up in the air right now. So I'm really trying to overcome some of that stress personally, (laughs) but, um, as far as just creating new routines and new patterns for ourselves, you know, even obviously everybody's not going to need to or want to up and move from your house when you're trying to establish new patterns. But for us, um, even in our current house, as we've stayed in the current same place, there's been different new routines, different strategies, different locations, even down to like, you know, rearranging your furniture or your office space or whatever, just so that there's so many little things that can trigger old memories, old behavior patterns. Um, I know for me, even with some of the stuff that Cullen and I were, were dealing with, there would be random triggers or memories that came back to me when I would work, walk past a certain spot in the house because of something that I had found there or something that I had, you know, Cullen had said to me or a fight we'd had or something like that. And just being able to have a new perspective on an area um, of our house or, you know, the way that I like walked to the car or whatever um, really helped me to have a new mindset and have a new pattern, Um, you know, kind of like even I talked about with food. So that was kind of my takeaway from that was, it's so important when you're working on new things, new behaviors, new attitudes, new communication, especially a basically entire lifestyle revamp like Cullen and I are kind of going through right now this past year has been just like incredibly, it's just crazy. I mean, if I look back and think about where we were a year ago and the number of different categories and areas of our lives that have changed, that we've worked on, that we have a completely new perspective on. It's almost like literally we were just living under a blanket and all of a sudden we can see everything clearly. But then we're still working on maybe we can see everything clearly, but we still got to get the right prescription for our glasses or something. You know, like there's always work to be done. There's always things to be done. But there's been so many changes And along with that comes making sure that you continue to create an environment around yourself with your schedule, your routine, your behavior patterns, your communication patterns, the people you associate with, and all of those things 
it's so important to create that environment to sustain the progress you've made to encourage continued growth and continued progress so that you don't fall back into your old patterns because should that happen, the wineskins will burst and your new wine and your old wineskins and your new wineskins and whatever else, everything's going to be ruined and the rug that the wine spills on. (laughs) So um, all that being said, I just wanted to give you guys some encouragement today too that it's hard to change patterns. It's hard to do things differently from what you've always done. And it's hard, but it's not impossible. It's also hard, but it is worth it. It's worth it to continue to grow and to continue to see progress. And I mean, some of this I'm preaching to myself. Actually, most of it I'm preaching to myself. So I appreciate you guys letting me talk about this and hearing me out. Um, If you have thoughts on this, comments on this, I would love to hear them. You can find me on Instagram at katiepie07. Feel free to message me or comment on one of my recent posts. I love to connect with you guys. I'm also on Twitter at katiepie7. YouTube, Katie on the flip side, and um, Cullen and Katie on YouTube also for our family vlogs. And then we do have a Facebook page, Cullen and Katie. So check me out at all of those places. Thank you guys always for being so incredibly supportive. The most supportive thing that you can do as far as this podcast goes is rate this podcast and leave a review. That's the way that podcasts work to... um, get your get your name out there and help other people find this podcast find this information if it's helpful to you it's most likely going to be helpful to somebody else so if you have it in your heart and would like to leave a rating feel free to do that i love reading them and hearing what you guys have to say it is super encouraging to me so thank you so much and i will talk to you guys next time bye